0: Pen and a Napkin Podcast. Welcome to Book Club number 18, uh, The Cubs Way Part 2. And Again, the unabashed Homer talking about uh, his favorite franchise. But there's so many good things that we could carry over into basketball from this book here. Last week, we talked about the plan that uh, Theo Epstein laid out um, and and what he was looking for and how he was going to develop his culture and his program in Chicago. In the things that he learned in Boston, <clears throat> today we are going to talk about how uh, that that plan was brought to life. Okay, so uh, the principles that that the that the Cubs started with, all right, and, and how they were going to develop uh, the, their scouting and player development. Okay, uh, number one. Develop a a personal investment in every player, and I think that's important that we all do that as as high school coaches, that we have a personal investment in every player that we coach. Be objective in evaluating their strengths and weaknesses. uh, To communicate well. we will always, though, however, put the put the organizational goals ahead of our personal ambitions. Uh, we above me type of stuff. Uh, that we will embrace the culture and background of all of our players. That we're not the, we're not the Stepford Wives here. Everybody is different. Everybody has their own background. Everybody has their own experiences, and we're going to embrace that. Okay, and and perhaps the most important thing, the emphasis on personal character and personal conduct. You know that has to count for something. You you. you can't pick and choose when you want to go to uh, a workout you can't pick and choose uh during the season if you want to leave for a club sport which i think is the the toughest thing that uh we as high school coaches are now facing especially here in nebraska with the challenges of of volleyball soccer and softball you know we have to have a, a plan in place to deal with that okay um you need to maintain a positive attitude, and and to to bring that positive energy to to the gym every single day. All right, and then you know to kind of summarize this as you develop your program, as you develop your uh your your uh, philosophy here. Uh, I'm going to read this straight from the book. The Cubs Way is meant to be a living, breathing document that will change over time as we continually challenge the status quo. So. You know, don't think that, well, I've got this all figured out, and this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do it. Um, It's going to change, and you have to accept change. You have to, if you're trying to play the same way, uh, if you go to uh, NBA TV and you look at a hardwood classic in the 84 finals between the Celtics and the Lakers, uh, the game has changed rapidly. If you're still trying to play like they were in 1984, and again, that's an extreme example. But if you're still looking at it from that angle – or, or any type of angle. If, if you're saying, well, this worked five or ten years ago, well, it, maybe it doesn't work today for whatever reason. Okay, uh, They talk about communication with players, and I've talked about this before. You need to have a, a preseason meeting with every player in your program. And when I say every player, I literally mean every player. If you're going to have meetings with players, you can't pick, you know, these are, the, these are the ones I want to talk to. If your kid is planning on, if you've got a kid that's planning on going out, you need to talk to them before the season starts. Okay, If you have... Uh, If a kid ends up being involved in your program, you need to talk to them at the end of the season as well. And I think it's good to have those senior exit uh, interviews. Uh, At that point, they've got nothing to lose, so they should be really honest with you. Uh, But you need to sit down with them. You need to discuss their progress. You need to discuss their strengths. You need to discuss their weaknesses. You need to discuss where you think that they're sitting at at this time period. All right? Uh, I think that's so vital, vitally, vitally important, okay? Okay. Here's another quote from the book. The key to player development is when you stop developing them and they start developing themselves. So they know, hey, I got to if I'm a post player, I got to work on jump hooks, or if I'm a if I'm a perimeter player, coach says I need to work on my ball handling, so I'm going to get out to practice a little bit earlier and I'm going to do some two ball dribbling or or whatever it may be. When they start to develop themselves, that's when you know that you have hit uh, the spot that you want to hit. Okay. Um, the Cubs talked about and again the, for for years and years and years. The Cubs were horrendous uh, fundamentally. Uh, they they you know hitting cutoff men and 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 reading bases, uh, running the bases correctly, the making good decisions, those type of things uh, just just struggled and struggled and struggled for years and years and years. Uh, what they began to do is they began to celebrate fundamental plays. Uh, you know. Advancing a base runner, executing a relay correctly, uh, taking the extra base or anything along those lines, they would say, that's Cub, that's Cub. And that, 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 that phrase would go uh, through the dugout like wildfire. And pretty soon they, they kept that, that became a mantra. And, and that I think is important for, for you as a coach. To to say, hey, uh, we're the tigers, all right? That's that's tiger. That's 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 the way tigers play, you know that type of thing. And and the more you emphasize that, more you emphasize that, the more your players hear that, uh, the more they're going to understand that. Hey, yeah, you know what? A great screen is a is a tiger play, or whatever that may be. All right. That and, and part of the big part of this is developing an attitude that you are a winner, that you are supposed to be good. Okay, that's the attitude that you are developing that you're going to limit negativity around your team. Okay, coaches, one of the things, and this is I'm going to talk about Madden here just for a little bit to to talk about uh, what you need to do. Uh, A lot of guys in baseball. Uh, especially the old time guys. Uh, there's been a shift in baseball where a guy that's been retired three, four, five years, they come back, they all of a sudden become a, a manager. The Cubs are an example of this. David Ross uh, just retired two or three years ago, and now he's the manager of the Cubs whenever they start playing games. Okay. Um, but a lot of these guys started out in the minor leagues, and and Joe Madden started out as a roving, uh, as a roving coach, which means he would spend a week with this team, and he would analyze. Uh, this week you're going to be the hitting coach for the Sheboygan Warriors, and then next week uh, you're going to you're going to help out with the with the fielding of the of the uh, Fargo Dark Knights or whatever it may be. Okay, uh, this was a huge. It, it sounds like an awful job, and in some ways, yeah, it is uncomfortable. But what it did for for Madden, and and the the point being is is he learned a little bit from everywhere that he went, and that he was forced to develop his overall philosophy, that he just didn't lock in as a pitching coach, or he didn't lock in as a hitting coach. He saw all of these different things, and he learned how to run an entire club, and he was able to beg, borrow, and steal from all these different philosophies. Coaches, don't get locked in on just one philosophy or one coach, and this is how they do it. Therefore, this is how we're going to do it, okay? Uh, You have to be well-rounded. Belichick started out as a special teams coach with the Detroit Lions and then he worked as an outside linebackers coach with the the Broncos and his and his dad was a special teams coach at Navy and that's where he learned a lot of this stuff okay so it is important as you are doing your off-season studies to be well-rounded to to know what you know to know what you're looking for okay but to, to not just focus in on one or two areas and, and just do that and do that extremely well. There's so many things to the game that you need to know about, right? You remember 75% of what you write down and 90% of what you teach. I think that's an important phrase to remember. Uh, how can you make a jump when you're developing your program? Uh, with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, Uh, Madden did this with small ball and defense. Okay. Uh, he is basically the inventor of the shift, which we see in baseball today. Um, he took analytics and he said, okay, big poppy, uh, Ortiz pulls the ball 95% of the time. So we're going to put three guys on that side of the infield and we're going to put players where he hits the ball. It's a novel thought. It's a novel idea, but at the time it was pretty radical. So when you're rebuilding, your program, if you're rebuilding a program, if you're building up a program, defense and do something different, do something interesting. Coach Sale talked this weekend about he implemented a zone defense that was unique um, and the way that they rotate. And and that was something that he needed to do that was different than everybody else, and they perfected that, and it helped them with success. So think of ways, of, of little ways, another big way. Out of bounds plays, uh, uh, special situations. How can you score or prevent scoring from the other team by emphasizing those special situations? Okay, um, this one this one hits me a little hard. Um, celebrating, celebrating. They talk about and if and if you've ever seen, especially with the Cubs, uh, there's a party room, and after every win, no matter how ugly the win is, they go in and they celebrate that win. I will be the first one to confess that one of the things that I could and should have done better is to celebrate winning and to have our kids celebrate winning. Uh for me, my my goal was always the next thing and and and, and I was I had gotten used to winning a lot in the regular season. My whole thing was to push uh into the postseason and, and and break through there. And uh there were times where I should have celebrated more with our team and have our team celebrate big wins more than what, what we did. And, and that's my fault. It is 100% my fault. And that is one thing that I promise that, that I will do a better job of is, is celebrating not just the big wins, but everyone. Because winning is hard. Winning is hard. And, and I think that it's important that you do that, okay? Uh, Madden also used themes. Um, you know, they would have American Legion week, where they would only show up an hour before uh, each game like they would when they were in American Legion. They just kind of show up, get a quick BP in, and play. Um, you know, uh, special dress... Themes. You know, they would have a cowboy theme on a road trip or a pajama theme or something like that. That's something you can do with your programs is to have uh, themed road trips, uh, different ideas like that. Be creative. Think of different ways that you could do stuff. All right. The biggest thing that Madden talks about is uh, the value of connecting pe- with people. All right. Uh if you could connect with people on a legitimate personal basis, and it's not fake, it's not it, it, it's not a, a butt kissing uh, connection. It is a legit connection with people around you, and and you listen to them as much as they listen to you. Uh, then you have done your job as a leader, as an open minded leader, as a as a perpetual learner. All right. Um, so um, it's so it's so important to work on legitimate connections with people. Okay. Um, and then some, some slogans that, um, Joe Madden used within his program and he would print up these, print up these t-shirts. All right. Um, attitude is a decision. Okay. Every day counts. Um, be present, you know, and these are just simple things, but if you think about it, uh, they're, they're so truthful. Uh, one of his, uh, ones here, all aboard Madden's bus that was on the front. And then on the back, it said, there's a different driver every night, meaning that, Hey, um, we're not just, a, a, a it's not just Anthony Rizzo every night, or it's not going to be Chris Bryant every night. Uh, we need to have everybody ready to step up on every night. Um, and then of course, uh, his most famous phrase, of course, try not to suck, uh, which is what he used <laughs> with uh, with his uh, players most famously. So uh, this is part two of the three-part The Cubs Way series. Next week, we look at the Zen of Joe uh, and, and his uh, 13 kind of major principles of being uh, a, a manager, uh, a leader in charge of this ball club. All right. So. I hope you like this. Uh, Tom Verducci's The Cubs Way. I encourage you to to purchase it. It's a terrific book, especially if you're a baseball fan, especially if you're a Cubs baseball fan. Um, But uh, follow us on Twitter, a pen and a napkin. Uh, Obviously, if you're listening, you're on SoundCloud or iTunes. Like, rate, review. uh, Subscribe to us. Give us five stars. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, ideas, suggestions, email us at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, The Cubs way. Tom Verducci. Great, great book. Um, Coaches, as always, stay safe and be sure to hone your craft one day at a time.